Super Talk Mississippi media production. Pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Tuesday afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us along the Super Talk Radio Network this afternoon or online, wherever you're tuned in. We're glad you're here. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of our show and Southern Miss Athletics. And a great place for you to take your family. Dickie's Barbecue, serving delicious food seven days a week. What a show today. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation going to be joining us a little later in the program to talk about uh, last night's basketball game. Uh, Southern Miss Tracks coach John Stewart scheduled on the show today. His uh, women won their second consecutive CUSA Indoor Championship. And we're going to start the show off with baseball. Of course, big game here tonight, the first midweek game of the season as a very familiar foe. The University of South Alabama comes to Hattiesburg to take on the Golden Eagles. Mark Calvey is the head coach at South Alabama. He's always gracious about coming on the Eagle Hour. And, uh, Coach, we look forward to watching uh, your fine ball club tonight in Hattiesburg. Oh, thank you very much, and thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Coach, we were talking earlier, and I told you that in a conversation I had yesterday with Scott Berry, we were talking about the similarities between the program. And so well illustrated last year, you you take your team down to Gainesville, you go 3-2 and two and come within a whisper of winning the Gainesville Invitational, beating Florida and Miami in the process. Southern Miss goes to Oxford. They knock off Ole Miss and Florida State. Uh, both teams really within a pitch or two away from being super regional teams last year. Quite good baseball between Mobile and Hattiesburg. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, it, we have so much respect for Southern Miss, uh, it, you know, Coach Barry and, and his staff and, and their players, and they just do a phenomenal job. But, yeah, last year, um, it, you know, we, we – I mean, we had bases loaded in the eighth. You know, uh, right. we if we if we get a hit there, uh, you know we're, we're we're probably often bound for a super regional. And, and I know Scott has some of the same nightmares uh, from last year that I had. Without you know, we lost the opening game one to nothing, which I you know you can't you didn't even say a word after that game. I just said good good job. We got to go get him tomorrow. I mean, what can you do? We face a kid throw 98, 98 mile an hour sinkers, and, and we just had a hard time scoring. But. Um, yeah, to come out of the loser's bracket the way we did, and our guys just kept fighting, which is what they did all year long. And, and to be that close, um, you know, I was really proud of their effort. It, it's, I'll be honest with you, it, it stung for a long time. Like, it, this one, I mean, it stung right up until, the, you know, Friday until we got out there and, and were able to play again. Because um, that, you know, that, that's your goal. You know, it's, it's, not just, it's not just winning the conference and getting to a regional as a mid-major. It's, it's not. And, and I'm sure Scott will tell you the same thing. It's, um, we think, you know, on any given day at any given time, we can beat anybody. And, um, you know, you, you, you got to play well and, and the stars line up. And, and why not us? Why can't South Alabama? Why can't Southern Miss? I mean, Southern Miss has already done it. But, you know, what? why can't why can't South Alabama get to the College World Series? That That's my whole – I'm not afraid to – you know, I'm not afraid to use those three words around the program. Um, I'm not afraid to use those as, as expectations. I've, I've gone once as an assistant, and I want to go back as a head coach, and I'd love to go there uh, from here. So nothing would give me more pride and more pleasure than the 
you know, go out there as the head coach of the University of South Alabama and, and represent this university in the College World Series. And I know Scott feels the same way. All right, two questions, and then uh, we'll get my partner involved uh, about South Alabama and Southern Miss. Great relationship between the schools. You've gotten the best of Southern Miss here lately. You won three games last year, and you've played very well against the Golden Eagles. Uh, so the first part of the question is, is is this just a good matchup for your team? How, how do you explain uh, your success and uh, how you've been consistently so successful against Southern Miss? Uh, I, I can't really. There's nothing really that you point your finger to. I, you know, I... I I, I don't know. It's just one. It's one of those baseball things. You, you can't explain it. Um, you know, we've we've gotten a lucky break, a, a lucky bounce. Uh, you know, we, we've. I, I really can't explain it. I really can't. Both teams play super hard, and um, you know, it, it's just it's just something that you can't explain. There there's some teams that um, that, that have kind of you know as of late have have uh, had our number or beaten us. I hate to even use that term, but it's like. You know, when you look at it, yeah, the last couple of years, we've won more than we've lost to Southern Miss. But if you really analyze all the games, it was a pitch here, a, an at-bat there, a, a ground ball here or there where, you know, the game can go either way. We're just, you know, we're so evenly matched at times. And, um, you know, it, it just comes down to something small. It really does. And we've been fortunate enough uh, to be the benefactor of some of those small things. Now, you got to work to put yourselves in, in position uh, to, to make that happen. But, there's really nothing, uh, you know, it, I, I can't put my finger on it. It's not like, well, we're, you know, we're just the better team and we're not. I mean, you know, we're not. That, that's not it. It's not like, well, we're, we're that much more. It's, it's not. There's areas we have our strengths, they have their strengths. It's just been, you know, evenly matched teams. If anything, they've had more success than us overall in the last five years. Both programs have been very successful. Um, they've been to another regional two or, or two than we have in the last five years. Um, so I just, you know, like, again, on, on any given night, anything can happen in this game of baseball. And, um, you know, our guys know their guys. Their, goes, their guys know our guys. Our coaching staffs are very close. Um, we do nothing but pull for them and vice versa. So I, I, don't, I can't put my finger on it. And I don't, know if, I don't know if Scott could put his finger on it. I wish he'd tell, <laughs> tell me if he does know what it is because I don't know what it is. It's not like I'm telling the guys, hey, guys, here's the formula. There is no formula to beat Southern Miss. You just, yeah, I tell you this, you can't go. And in none of those games that we won did we play poorly. I, that I can tell you. You can't beat them. You can't play poorly and beat them. So we have played well when we have played them. Um, and that, that is, that's my only key to success. You know, you, you just got to play well and, and, and keep playing for nine innings and, uh, and see where you're at at the end, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Luke, get in here with Coach Calvi. Coach, uh, talk about your starter tonight. The last time you and the Golden Eagles played back in April of last year, Tyler Lehrman, 113 pitches, shut out the Golden Eagles over seven innings, and you'll be throwing the lefty tonight. Tell us about him. Yeah, uh, Tyler Lehrman will throw tonight. He's been really good for us. He's you know kind of that Swiss Army knife college pitcher. He's um, he you know he's made some starts and he's come out of the bullpen a lot for us. He's a, he's an older guy. Uh, you know, with COVID, we're we, we were fortunate enough. He's one of the guys that, that we got back, and um, he, he's been really good for us. He, he was great last year against Southern Miss at their place, and, and we, we were, you know, we were reeling. We, we were coming off a rough weekend, and, um, you know, it, it, he went out there, and, and, and he gave us seven, and, and, you know, we needed every every out that he recorded last year uh, in that game. So he's just he's been really good for us. He, he's, a, he's an ultra-competitive kid. Um, that, you know, he's worked extremely hard. He was, 
82 to 85 at Tallahassee Community College, and he's he's worked extremely hard over the last two years in the weight room, and he's put on some weight and put on some velocity, and um, he's just a, a super competitive kid. He's everything you want in the pitcher. Coach, uh, a lot of our listeners excited over the last few weeks with uh, Marshall and Old Dominion and Southern Miss announcing they're going to go ahead and move into the Sun Belt Conference, and uh, we think – um, with your club and with Coastal Carolina and and some of the other schools, Troy and, and uh, Lafayette. I mean, we just are extremely excited about the future of Sunbelt baseball. And, and for those of us, uh, the, our listeners, you know, who are familiar with the Conference USA context, I mean, the Sunbelt with the additions of Southern Miss and these other two schools, it's going to be a premier baseball conference nationally. Yeah, I think so. I, I really do. It's um... – I, I think, you know, when we lost FAU and FIU, when we lost some of those teams, um, you know, we were getting three, two, three, four teams in, uh, multiple team, multiple bid league, um, and it's been kind of hard. You know, Coastal coming in was great. Georgia Southern coming in was great. It, it's all about being able to play some RPI weekends in conference, you know, and not have to schedule them out of conference. When you, um, you know, when you have teams that hold their own, the years the Sun Belt has gotten multiple teams in, uh, I remember I look back at 2013, we got four in, we won the league. We had an 18 RPI. It was like 18, 25, 31 and, and FAU won the tournament and got in. So, but we would have got three teams in that year. Um, so I just think you add, uh, you know, S- Southern Miss's RPI has been outstanding. Um, you know, our, ours has been in the top 50 and, and Lafayette and obviously coastal and old dominion. They hosted a regional last year. They've been really good. So um, yeah, the, the, it's all about putting yourself in position to obviously get into the postseason and then from a conference standpoint, getting multiple teams in there to represent your conference. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. I really am. And I think what it does is, not, not that I won't do this, but you know, when you go to Vandy for a double midweek, well, you're not going there because you enjoy playing Vandy. You're going there because you know, you're, you're trying to play RPI games because there haven't quite been as many built in to your schedule you know when you go on the road and play a power five and um you know they're already a, a super talented um they're, pro- they're probably more talented than you are and they get favorable calls you know it makes it hard Amen. it makes it hard to go on the road to a big 12 team a top three big 12 team and try to try to take the series you have a lot going against you so um i just think you know with with the Southern Miss and Old Dominion and some other teams coming in. It just gives us a couple more built-in RPI weekends where, you know, you don't have to go to, a, you know, a Texas Tech and play four, you know, where, where, where you're under, you know, you're behind the eight ball to begin the weekend. And, um, you know, now for us, it's challenging midweek games. We, obviously, we've got a great relationship with Southern Miss and we've played, you know, the last two years three times each, but um, it'll be challenging from getting midweek games, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to have men, and I think our overall conference obviously gets better. Coach, great pleasure having you on the Eagle Hour. We look forward to a great game tonight with your fine ball club. Always enjoy playing South Alabama, and thank you for your time, sir. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. It's always a pleasure. Mark Calvey, everybody, head baseball coach, University of South Alabama. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, Bob Getty, Luke Johnson. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio in Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon. Our thanks to Southern Bank Corps for sponsoring our broadcast each and every day. Also want to say hello to our good friends down at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, campusbookmart.net, greatest selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere. 
You can order it online. You can even call Miss Kathleen and tell her what you're looking for. She'll go find it in the store and mail it to you. She makes it easy to wear the latest in Southern Miss Apparel at Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. All right, our next guest is a head track coach, John Stewart. I guess this is, I guess this is getting to be old hat coach. Uh, back-to-back conference indoor championships for your women's team. Uh, what felt better, the first one or the second one? <laughs> oh, they they both feel the same. They both feel great. Uh, they, they you know all championships have their different challenges and you know, different headaches and heartaches and heart attacks and everything else. But, but, uh, but they all feel good at the end when you win. I tell you what. So you, you went to the, you went there and you knew you kind of had a, a target on your back because you're the defending champion. Everybody's always shooting for the defending champion. It comes down to the final day. Kind of take us through the track meet and uh, let us know uh, how you saw it and when you began to think, hey, I think we're going to do this again. Well, you know, we score out the meet, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12 times right before we go to the championships, just trying to figure out where our points are going to come from, what, how we need to enter the meet. And, of course, uh, you know, when you, you score 10 points for a first, 8 points for second, 6 points for third, and on down through uh, uh, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, they score 8 places. So we're, we're just trying to tally up points all the time or what we can do. We, well, we think we can get 5th here. We think we can get 4th here. But after scoring it over and over, we're 4th place all the time. Like There's no way we can catch Middle Tennessee. There's no way we can catch UTEP. There's no way that we're going to catch Charlotte. And, but we just get to the meet, and our girls just go crazy. We start qualifying for events that we didn't think we'd make the final in. We start running faster times than we've run all season. Um, and then we get to the final day, and I still just kind of thought, hey, we had some great things happening. Uh, and I'm sitting in the hotel with Nick Gibson in the lobby at 1030 at night, just we're tallying up the score, like, okay, what are we going to get? And we still are going to get fourth place. So this, the next day, we just go to the meet, and everyone just, they go crazy again. 60 meters, we get second, third. Trinity Benson and Camilla Seals run great. Uh, then we, we get points in the mile from Sandra Spot. And, you know, just once someone has some success, the rest of the team just feeds off of that, and they just start getting excited, and then they're screaming in the stands. And next thing you know, everyone that steps on the track for us is just running like wildfire. And, and, and the points just rack up, and then next thing you know, we're, we're on top. And they were just trying to hold on. So we come, it came down to the last event, the four by four, and I had the girls so fired up. They were so nervous. They're all about to throw up. So I just told them, you know, assistant coach said, Stuart, get away from me. You know, I'm just making it worse. And so uh, I, I got away from them and they just went and ran great. And, and you know, in, in middle Tennessee, they just tapped out. They just couldn't even put a four by four together. They just ran out of bodies and they just said, we're not even going to try. So we end up uh, beating them by 10 points. How about so that? They, a, lot of, a lot of fun. You and Coach Barry have become the rock star coaches at Southern Miss, uh, Coach Stewart. No, Coach Barry is a rock star. He's <laughs> great at what he does. He just keeps doing it every year. Uh, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just a common man and uh, just trying to do the best I can. I drive a common van. My dog ain't got no pedigree, so. <laughs> I can't top that. Go ahead, Luke. Yeah, common men win two straight uh, Coach of the Year performances, Coach Stewart. I wish I could be uh, a common man. But you talked about Sandra Spot, your other Polish rifle, freshman of the meet 
in the 5,000. Talk about her performance. And uh, it was almost like Secretariat just smashed the school record by almost 10 seconds. I tell you what, you know, it, it took us a while to get her here. We tried to get her uh, in the fall to be on the run cross country for us. And uh, she made the world junior team for Poland that went to Nairobi, Kenya. And, uh, and so we, we had, a, you know, she's going to be coming late to school and, and it just took a while to get her in. And, and so she finally came mid year, but, uh, she is, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I can even tell you how big she is, but she ain't, she ain't much bigger than a second grader, but, uh, but she's, she's mean as a snake on that track. And she was great. She just, you know, the gun goes off and, you know, I kept thinking of like Rocky four and Ivan Drago, I will break you. And that's about what she did to everyone. Uh, she just ran around, uh, and no one could, no one could hang with her. And, and then, uh, uh, next thing you know, uh, she's on the metal stand and scored a bunch of points for her. She was fantastic. I think the funniest thing is that the announcer just could not say your name. Uh, you know, it's, she told me that it's it's pronounced Vraziniak, and you know we've been calling her Warzniak this whole time because I think there's like two <laughs> uh, two consonant or forty five consonants and mm-hmm. one vowel in her name, something like yeah. that. So they couldn't say it, and and you know she yells that good try, good try, you know when they when they messed it up, but. <laughs> She was, I mean, she was awesome this weekend. Just incredible athlete, a um, lot of heart, a lot of courage, and she she was fantastic. I'm yeah, that's how I would have. I was trying the pronunciation too, Coach Olivia Varziak. But uh, yeah, a good try for me too. But how uh, how incredible to have you know freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors do this. Uh, we we do want to mention, um, and then we'll come back to the women. But you did have three men that won events. Corvell Todd, uh, the the women winning kind of overshadowed his performance, but it was a top five jump um, this entire year in the NCAA. Yeah, we, we we have some elite men. We've got some really really elite men on our team, and you know we just don't have enough scholarships, right, to be super super competitive. I mean, we can get it done, but you, you kind of need a lot of bodies, and it takes scholarships to get them sometimes. But the men that we do have are really good. I mean, DJ Butler wins a four hundred. Uh, he was outstanding. Um, Fred Mudani, uh, he, he won the shot put. He won it easily. I think the guy laughed the entire time and giggled all the way through the competition, but he's that good. Um, and then, of course, uh, Corvell, who had struggled during the season, and he was a national qualifier and All-American last year, and I think he was really getting worried about his performances, that he wasn't going to get to go back. But, man, you talk, he just came through – Jumped the personal best, jumped seven three and three quarters, and and he's number five in the nation. They take the top sixteen to nationals, and so he's going to get a trip to nationals. He was, he really, uh, you know, got the crowd going and and our team going, and and he just created a lot of excitement for us. And and you know, it it not only helps the men's team, but it helps the women's team. So uh, he was fantastic. Can't say enough about Corvell. He was great. Coach, what does this do for your women's program to win these back-to-back championships? Well, it puts pressure on us, that's for sure. Uh, it's a good pressure. Um, it, it's it's a lot of fun, but I'm I'm hoping that, you know, that this will always help in recruiting. Usually after we win, we get a, we get a lot of phone calls. We need to get the phone calls from the white people, from the, from the superstars, but we get more phone calls and and people that are interested in our program. Uh 
it gets gives us a little bit more exposure for our program, and I think we've always needed that. But uh, you, you know, it's for me. I just think about uh, what, what the next meet's going to be, and and uh, uh, what we need to do to get better. And but it, it it certainly does help the program to win. I mean, winning cures cancer, to tell you the truth. Right. So. Well, you know the Eagle Hour is always going to give you exposure, Coach. We're we're big fans well, of the track and field program. Well, I I, I appreciate. It. I just I just hope it's it's going to get some uh, people in this area, other programs, other high schools and middle schools excited about track and field, and you know, and so the future in this area of track and field will just you know continue to grow and get better for mm-hmm. us, and and you know, ultimately will help us get some better athletes that yeah. come from the state of Mississippi. If things work out like we all think they are, your your next competition next year will be in the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, you, have you had a chance to look at that conference uh, track and field programs and, and your thoughts about uh, moving your competitiveness over there? Well, you know, I, we we've been following them, and you know, for the last two or three years, we've competed in uh, you know against a lot of Sun Belt schools, and just recently, we beat the defending champions in the Sun Belt in a in a meet. Uh, uh, two or three weeks ago in Birmingham. So I feel really good about our chances. There's some really good teams. It's going to be very competitive. Uh, Conference USA has some super elite teams, and but they also have a couple teams I think don't even try. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think everyone in the Sun Belt is trying. They all have mm-hmm. you know good facilities, full allotments of scholarships. So it, it is going to be challenging, but you know I can't wait. You know it's kind of I feel like the the Marines saying you know we love going to meet new people and visit new places and kill them. You know, so uh, I kind of feel that same way with Sunbelt. I'd love to go to a new new, new place and defeat them. So That's great, Coach. That's great, Coach Stewart. Hey, well, congratulations. You know, we're big fans of your program, and uh, we couldn't be happier for you. And, uh, again, congratulations on back-to-back conference championships, Coach. Guys, thank you so much. Coach John Stewart, everybody. Bob, uh, happy, happy to know that common men can be two-time back-to-back coach of the years. In Correct. Conference USA we love to go to strange places, visit people, and kill them. That's the line of the week. From track and field coach John Stewart. Heath Hinton talks about the basketball next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Great time with Coach Stewart from Southern Miss Track and Field. Women back-to-back indoor track and field conference champions. They'll get ready in just a few weeks to head to the indoor NCAA championships. And then late March, start the outdoor season at the University of Texas. So congratulations to uh, the ladies and the men, uh, three men win their individual uh, conference uh, events and conference champions. But uh, Coach Stewart named uh, again the uh, 
Coach of the Year for Conference USA, so congratulations to him. Luke and Bob from the Southern Bancor Studios Eagle Hour on this Tuesday. Fourth segment, as always, brought to you by 4th Street, located just across Highway 49 from the University of Southern Mississippi. And great place uh, to catch um, Southern Miss memorabilia, but sports events also. 4th Street, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. First pitch tonight at 6 p.m. in Pete Taylor Park. The Golden Eagle baseball team taking on South Alabama. Southern Miss 3-0, South Alabama 1-2. The Jags kind of stumbled out of the gate um, this past weekend as uh, they hosted the South Alabama Invitational, beat Radford University, and then dropped a 3-1 contest to Oral Roberts and an 11-7 contest to Tennessee Tech University. Tyler Lehman set to throw. He shut the Eagles down back on April 13th of last year, seven innings of shutout uh, baseball. Southern Miss uh, throwing Tanner Hall, the talented right-hander, the sophomore with a great two-seamer running fastball. Here to talk to us about that and some Southern Miss basketball, Heath Hinton of Big Gold Nation. And and Heath, need to get the monkey off her back. Lost five in a row to South Alabama, stretching back to 2019. And really, what did you see over the weekend uh, from the Golden Eagle baseball team, and what's your thoughts about the game tonight? I thought the Golden Eagle baseball team did what they were supposed to do. When you play a school like North Alabama, you uh, dominated them, took care of them. And uh, pitching-wise, they looked great. They looked uh, better from the plate. Uh than they did last season. I think a lot of that has to do with not having a lot of time off. They were able to go into the season. Um, being able to bat through the fall, and the pitching staff that Southern Miss has is going to challenge the Southern Miss hitters, and I think it shows how good the hitting has gotten. Uh, we'd like to see Charlie Fisher get off the snide a little bit. Hopefully he does that tonight, but they got to win this game. You know, it's just uh, you're going into the Sun Belt next year. You want to go in the Sun Belt with momentum, especially over South Alabama, so a win tonight would be huge. Bob? Yeah, no question about that. So, uh, baseball's the good news. Luke's going to make me ask you about the bad news, uh, Heath. Uh, another basketball loss last night, 74-60, to another double-digit loss to a team that comes in with a losing record. Golden Eagles are now 6-21, and 1-13 and in the conference. And, and I, I want to go on the record of saying – and. All my years of dealing uh, with uh, with coaches, college coaches, I've never dealt with a nicer man than Jay Ladner, a more open guy, a more accessible guy, uh, and, and just a super super human being. But Heath, the truth is, when you're six and twenty one and one and thirteen in your third year, you know the seat's getting hot. Uh, what what do you see moving forward for Southern Miss basketball? I mean, it's hot. It has to be. There's no question about it. Um, you can't. In the third season, you know, going into, you know, the last quarter of the regular season, you can't be talking about we're still improving. You got, you, you, and, and I'm like, you can't be happy about getting good halves of games. You got to have a full game. And, you know, of course teams are going to improve, but it, it's, it's been tough. Uh, they've had a lot of situations happen to them, injuries, COVID, but so have other teams and other teams have gotten over it. So you can't use that as an excuse. Uh, it just hasn't worked out for whatever reason. And sometimes, you know, situations, things don't work out the way you want them to. And this is looking like that's one of those situations. And uh, it's tough because, uh, like you said, with uh, Jay, such a good guy, such a good person. You know that they're working their tails off to try to get it fixed, but it's just not getting fixed. And, at what point do you have to say, okay, we gotta, 
we got to go another direction. And uh, year three, six wins, you might be looking at that right now. Well, you keep your ear close to the ground, I know. Uh, so high real, how realistic are those rumblings? If you were going to put odds on whether or not we were going to see a coaching change, what would the odds be? Oh, man, that's tough. I, I think they're – I think, you know, realistic, if you look at it, every other coach in America that in three years has been in this situation, there's always a change. So, not to give a number, but you got to think the percentage is pretty high at this point. Not right. to give a number, but um, you got to think the percentage is pretty high that, yeah. you know, something needs to change up there. Yeah. And the basketball program's got to start winning. They've got to start winning games. You know, Heath, I was watching the second half of the game from the baseball stadium Saturday afternoon, and, uh, you know, they, they were playing hard. They, they wouldn't need, and Isaiah Moore was playing very well, but they, they would come back down the floor and just time after time let the same guy just go uncontested, knocking down threes. And it was just, you know, it was just like the, the, there was not a lot of defensive effort to, uh, to slow down the, the opposition. Uh, is is that part of the problem? Yeah, well, a lot of it is when you trade two for threes, you look at the field goal percentage for Southern Miss in the UTEP game. It was high. We're talking like right around 50%. But when you're trading two for threes, and they're out there, you know, in the third, they're out there hitting 50% from three, that makes a difference. That's why the, that's why the leads happen. The Southern just doesn't have the three-point shooters they need right. to be able to combat. And yeah, they're wide up. They get good shot, good looks, move the ball around. Uh, it's every time when Southern makes a little run, like yesterday, they made a run, got it within nine. Marshall goes down, hits a three, gets the stop, goes back down, hits another three. It's back to fifteen. Luke, I and think it happens every time. Yeah, Luke, I think the most distressing thing is is not so much the number of games they've lost, but it's the margin by which they're losing. I mean, they're not losing one and two point games at the buzzer. You know, they're losing double digit games. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Probably now, uh, it's more than half of the losses have been double digit losses. And uh, Heath, you look at specifically last night, Golden Eagles won the second half. They outscored Marshall thirty five twenty nine, but down twenty at the half. Isaiah Moore nineteen points, nine rebounds. Tyler Stevenson thirteen points, ten rebounds. I, I guess I've said this a couple times, but with it, it looks like you know all this smoke screen from Conference USA, and and we should know in the next ten days or so that that uh, Southern Miss will be moving on to the Sun Belt. I, I guess that is really what's going to determine or, or could be the major factor in determining whether there needs to be or whether there's going to be change in, in basketball leadership. I would think that, you know, looking at going into a conference next year, you want to enter the conference with whatever momentum you can have. And right now there's just no momentum in basketball. And you're going into a new conference. You can't go in the same momentum you got right now, which is nothing. Um, there's you can tell the players they're just upset. They're not they're not winning. That gets to them. And then you got the transfer portal to deal with. What's going to happen there? I mean, the transfer portals made things so much more difficult for coaches now. Um, I don't know. It, it's a situation where yeah, if you go to a new conference. You may have to do something to keep a little momentum because you look at the other sports. There's going to be some momentum going into the Sun Belt. Yeah. Football, there looks to be a little momentum. Uh, baseball, of course. Uh, 
soccer, everything's got a little momentum except for men's basketball. Let, let me follow up with that. So, in the day of the transfer portal, and Jay Ladner said it uh, himself on this show, where you have to recruit your own roster just as much sometimes as you recruit people who potentially might be on your roster. Um, at what point, if you're going to make a change, do you make a change in order to retain uh, rosters where you know the, the transfer portal doesn't eat you alive at the end of a season? I mean, I think you can you just wait the end of the season because guys aren't going to enter transfer portal until after the season's over with anyway. So if you're going to make a change, you do it right at the end of the season and you get a new coach in here and you know, whatever, if you, if you do that, if you bring a new coach in, there's going to have to be some tough decisions made. Who's going to stay and who's going to go? Uh, what, what guys didn't get offered scholarship? What guys not? Who's going to enter transfer portal? So you would think you'd want to do it as quick as possible so you can get the new coach in here to make those decisions. I think you do it. If you're going to make the change, it's going to happen right after the season. Oh. Um, I, that's what I believe. I don't think you can wait around and make a decision a couple of weeks afterwards. All right, before we run out of time, I don't do this enough, Heath Hinton. How can people sign up and be a member of Big Gold Nation? Sure, you can just go to uh, southernmiss.rivals.com or just Google Big Gold Nation. Go sign up and click and sign up for a year or a month. It's a cheaper to sign up uh, every year. It's eight ninety nine a month. Get all the inside information. Uh, find out what's happening in the world of Southern Miss athletics. And we were had a lot of information about this uh, move, the conference, and a lot of fun, a lot of good banner on board. We have a lot of fun over there. No question. All right, Heath, did we break the jinx tonight? Did we break the five-game losing streak to South Alabama? I think they can. But the wind, would, I'd be interested to see what this wind does because it's you know swirling around. If the wind's blowing out, we might see a high-scoring affair tonight at Pete Taylor Park. It's going to be exciting. We know that. All right, Heath, thank you, buddy. We appreciate you. Thank you. Heath Hinton, everybody, Big Gold Nation, sign up today. Stay on top of Southern Miss Athletics. Big Gold Nation, Eagle Hour is all you need to do. You'll know everything that's going on at USM. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Great show today. Mark Calvey, head baseball coach of South Alabama. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation. And reigning conference champion and coach of the year for track and field, John Stewart. If you missed all that today, you can go back and listen to it on demand. A little later today, supertalk.fm or on podcast form. Had a listener text us uh, just a little while ago. He listens to uh, the Eagle Hour podcast on Spotify, Everyday Home From Work. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or uh, or Stitcher, Eagle Hour On Demand. And uh, we enjoy covering Southern Miss sports every day for you. Luke and Bob from the Southern Bancor Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg as we wrap up this Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Fourth segment, as always, brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. D-Bat on the left, great cages, instruction, and pro shop. D-1 Training on the right. Proud sponsor 
of the Eagle Hour. Well, softball was ready to take on the uh, Ole Miss Rebels tonight, and uh, pretty hot. Coach Levan's ladies over the weekend, four and one, improving their record overall to eight and four. But that game has uh, been postponed. So uh, the softball game up in Oxford tonight has been postponed. It will be rescheduled for Tuesday, March 8th, first pitch set for 6 p.m. So the Lady Eagles will host the Hub City Challenge this weekend, February 25th through uh, Sunday, February 27th. Golf uh, on the road in uh, Covington, Louisiana. Right now, Lady Eagles uh, finish, it looks like, depending on uh, final teams coming in, but Lady Eagles right now in second place out of nine teams. Hey, Bob, you'll never guess who's right in front of them. Throw it out at me. South Alabama. There we go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> but uh, what a great performance uh, by the Lady Eagles. If if that stands, they will finish uh, this tournament in second place. So congratulations um, to them. All right, Bob, tonight, uh, important, and you and I were talking off air, next year going forward, this will be, um, you know, will take the place probably of the intensity of a Louisiana Tech uh, baseball series because South Al, you'll play them, you'll play them uh, every year. You'll get them like you've been getting them in three game uh, midweeks. You'll get them in a, in a series. So this is important tonight. Tanner Hall, uh, one of those six guys that uh, could be, he could be one of the the three weekend guys just uh, with with the arms that are throwing. But he's going to be throwing tonight and uh, a, a big opportunity. We we look at the all time series. This series started in 1967. Jaguars lead at all time 66 to 38. In Hattiesburg, South Owl uh, leads the series 27 21. And as we mentioned, Golden Eagles looking to break a five game losing streak tonight at the Pete. Well, no question that with the two pitchers throwing tonight, you, you, in a lot of ways, have a weekend game taking place on Tuesday night because both teams are throwing one of their, you know, one of their very good pitchers uh, against each other tonight. We saw last Friday when we had Coach Oz up in the press box with us and I asked him, you know, against South Alabama, are we going to see a you know a, a pitcher in inning? And he just kind of smiled and nodded his head no. So I, th- I think that uh, Southern Miss is really going to try to determine uh, tonight to be determined to win this game. And of course, South Alabama's talented, and uh, and they'll come in and and put up a heck of a fight before the game. I want to remind you, we're going to be doing a, a presentation at I think they said five forty-five, and we. So happy to tell you that we have $31,500 to give to the family of Coach Corky Palmer to help him with his medical expenses. And, uh, again, can't say thank you enough for all the people that bought raffle tickets over the past uh, few months. Tomorrow, after we've taken care of business uh, with South Alabama, we'll turn our attention to Jacksonville State, and we'll have their head coach, Jim Case. On the Eagle Hour tomorrow, we're going to talk about Jacksonville State, just talk about some college baseball uh, with Coach Case. I know you agree with me, Luke. It's so refreshing that we get the baseball season. All these coaches are so accessible to us. And it's it's fun not only to talk about their team, but it's just fun to talk to them about the the growing and phenomenal sport of college baseball. It is. And, and a guy like Mark Calvey, Southern Miss fans need to, uh, need to get familiar with him um, because, as he mentioned earlier, I mean, the Sun Belt is excited, obviously, by Southern Miss. But when you look at what what Old Dominion is bringing, last year they didn't put in a bid, but they were a, you know they were a, a one seat. Um, you're gaining two teams that in, over Southern Miss over the last uh, you know twenty years, but but Old Dominion recently in the last five to six years 
are almost shoe-in bids to uh, to the NCAA tournament. And so this is going to be when you, what you think about, you know, Louisiana Tech, this is where you're going to focus your target, you know, for uh, for baseball. It's going to be 90 miles down the road in Mobile. South Alabama will probably become one of the biggest rivals, not just in baseball, but but in all sports um, for Southern Miss moving forward. So Mark Calvey's a, a guy that believes in his program. You, you heard what he just said, and he's done a phenomenal job in his 11 years there. Yeah, I think it's going to become a football rivalry, too. I mean, I think it's natural. You're 90 miles apart. It's a lot like it used to be with Tulane. I mean, it can't help, really, but become a rivalry. But we've got to start winning some of these games against South Alabama to make it a rivalry. And uh, as Coach Barry told me uh, this weekend, nobody has to remind me that we lost three games to South Alabama last year. I I know that very well. So uh, it's going to be a great game tonight. It should be very, very exciting to watch these two fine ball clubs clash here early in the season so what Heath said from 6 to 9 p.m bob's gonna be about a 10 mile an hour wind from the south could see some dingers long balls tonight could see some dingers back tomorrow at one o'clock hope you'll join us until then southern miss to the top time keeps on slipping 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 into the future Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.